the Business Buzz Podcast. More justice on the Business Buzz. It's a Thursday, the 1st of March 2018, which means it's time for us to give you the Business Buzz. We are here live in our studios right here in Bromfontein. We're taking you until about 7 p.m. and we're going to be giving you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. My name is Mudio Mob Justice Gavaza and you're listening to the Business Buzz. Tonight we have a very entertaining show for you. It is our first brand new heavy uh, for the year of 2018. Unfortunately, the way that February set up, we couldn't necessarily give you our brand new heavy on the last day of February as is our tradition. Today is the first, as I said. The brand new heavy is that part of the uh, of the month where we celebrate a young person in South Africa, 35 years and below, male or female, whatever race, who is doing something big in their sphere of influence in their industry, in their profession. And today is no different. Today, our first brand new heavy for 2018. Now, we're going to be having a young man who is an icon of street culture, street fashion, an entrepreneur and a creative who's actually based right here in Bramfontein. If you want to know who this young man is, definitely make sure you keep it locked. We're going to be with him in studio until 7 p.m. Also, uh, for the next uh, couple of minutes, we're going to be getting to our business wrap. That's the part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's breaking economics news. And then straight after that, we give you our Buffalo Index, uh, where we round up, uh, you know, how is the state of your 100 rand today on the 1st of March? But remember always that you can keep in touch with us on social media. Uh, we are Vow FM or Voice of Vids on Facebook. Uh, we also have our own Facebook page as The Business Buzz. And you can also find us on Twitter. That's at Vow FM. Our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. Our WhatsApp line is open. That's uh, 0840784912. And you can also stream the station live on vowfm.co.za. And definitely remember that podcasts of the Business Buzz Show will be available on journalism.co.za. Make sure you keep it locked. We're here until 7 p.m. On the other side of this, we get into our business wrap. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. Business Wrap with Ken Sweatman. It's that time of the show where we give you our business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's business and economics news right here on the Business Buzz. On the line, we're joined by our financial expert, that's Ken Swettenham, and he's going to be telling us what's going on in and around our economy. How are you, Ken? Uh, yeah, it seems that Ken isn't available on the line. I think, uh, are you there, Ken? How are you? Yes, I'm very well. I'm very well in yourself. I was a bit worried for a moment. Uh, uh, What's been going on? I understand that this has been quite an interesting week. Uh, I know that there have been a lot of developments in the political sphere, uh, which could um, have some impacts for us uh, in the economy. Well, of course, we have a new finance minister, which is uh, the one appointment which is of interest to uh, to your listeners in view of your show, and uh, it is about business and the economy. And that's, of course, Nantrantla, if I pronounce it correctly, Nene. Um, now, for, for your listeners, just to remind them, he was the minister who was fired by Jacob Zuma in December tw- 2015, replaced by Des Van Royen for a whole four days, <laughs> and who was then subsequently replaced by Travin Gordon. Um, and Minister Nene replaces Malusi Gigaba, who... Um, 
you know, there was there's some dark clouds around him and his uh, alleged ties to the Gupta family, but he's been moved to home affairs, back to where he was originally. So we've got Minister Nene back, and I think it's an excellent appointment. There were probably only two possible candidates for the job, and one was, of course, Kevin Gordon coming back, and the other one was, was Nanshmagla Nene. And he, he was an excellent minister, or he, he was a very highly thought-of appointment his first time around, and I think it's a very good appointment uh, because the Minister of Finance is vital to the stability of our, of our markets and, uh, and of the economy in South Africa. <laughs> I think one of the things from an economy point of view that has people sort of worried is I know that Moody's has placed South Africa, I think, on a 90-day um, on a 90-day outlook where they're going to reevaluate well, where the country actually stands. Do you think that uh, these appointments will... Uh, put the country in favour when it comes to some of these ratings, given the fact that South Africans seem to be quite worried about these. Yeah, yes, you, you you are quite right, and whether whether the right term is to use in favour, I don't know. We probably <laughs> staved off a complete downgrade. We're we're not at junk status quite yet. We are hovering above junk status by the skin of our teeth. And to be honest with you, if I, I think if. Uh, that Jacob Zuma had remained our president and Alicia Gagaba had remained our finance minister, I think we would have been downgraded uh, this month, in fact. So what the rating agency is saying to is that there are political changes going on in South Africa at the moment, which may affect the economy and, and how things turn out, and they're giving us uh, a little bit more time. Things don't change overnight. A new finance minister doesn't come in and change things overnight. And in fact, he has to work with the budget that, that uh, Lucy Gagaba read out just a, a week or so ago. So he can't come along and, and give us a new budget now. He's got to work with what he's got. So it's, I think it's fair of the rating agencies to, to give the country a little bit of time, see how not, not only uh, Minister Nene works out, but the other appointments as well. And of course, Cyril Ramaphosa is a new president, how he works out. So they're giving us a chance. And I think in 90 days' time, three months, it will give us all a chance and a better idea of how this new political regime is going to work out for the country. At the moment, we're all hoping for the best, of course, but um, time will tell, as they say. And how have the markets actually reacted to this, to this news? We know that markets usually um, tend to price in some of these announcements. I think a lot of us expected that Tlantlanene uh, would become finance minister anyway. So has there been any immediate reaction over the week or had that already been priced into the market? Well, I think it's been priced in, to be honest with you. There have been market movements, but there always are. There's been no drastic movements like we had back in December 2015 when the currency weakened uh, very drastically almost overnight. The currency has weakened slightly, but that's been based on, on dollar strength, not what's been happening in, in South Africa. And it's been a, only a very slight weakness in the currency. It's been nothing to concern ourselves about. Our stock market has lost a little bit over the last couple of days. But again, that's got nothing to do with the appointment of the finance minister. That's just normal market movements on, on, on what's happening elsewhere in the market. So the, the short answer to your question is no. The, the, the market got what it expected. And when the market gets what it expects, then we have happy markets generally. So, no, no, no unexpected moves in the market due to this appointment. Huh?
And then uh, lastly, Ken, um, what's, uh, what are some of the next sort of announcements that we should be looking for as South Africans? Because we've had the budget speech which came in last week and this week we had the appointment of the finance minister. But in terms of any monetary policy committees um, or anything like that, what, what is the next thing that we should be looking out for? Well, obviously, the, in the monetary policy, you mentioned the monetary policy committee. That's the committee that sits in the Reserve Bank and, and uh, basically decides which way our interest rates are going. Uh, inflation in South Africa remains under control, and we're hoping, or certainly those who have debt are hoping, that interest rates will come down during the course of the year, and we expect them to do so. Whether they'll come down in the next month or two, I'm not 100% convinced. But as long as inflation stays under control, I think we can expect one or two interest rate cuts during the course of the year. And, of course, we need to be aware as South Africans, whether you have your own car or use public transport, in terms of the budget on the 1st of April, there is a 52 cents additional fuel levy on our fuel price. So despite the strong rand and, and a slightly lower oil price, oil actually came down about 2.5% today, we are probably going to have a fuel price increase in April because that 52 cents fuel levy needs to be factored in. And, of course, the big one is, is the 1% increase in VAT also effective from the 1st of April. So, you know, we, we've certainly got some changes coming in over the next uh, few weeks. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you. Have a good evening. That was us on the line with our financial experts, Ken Swettenham, uh, giving you a roundup of the week's business and economics news. As you heard, the big news of the week is the fact that there's been a cabinet reshuffle. President Sir Ramaphosa announcing uh, new uh, new changes to the cabinet. And one of the big changes is the fact that uh, Minister Antlantla Nene is back at finance, together with Pravin Gordon, who is now at state-owned enterprises. Um, the market seems to be quite positive about this, and we're going to see see if um, Mr. Nene is actually going to live up to um, the positive reputation and the expectation that the market has for him. So that's us in terms of the business wrap. On the other side of this, we get into our Buffalo Index. Listen to the Business Buzz podcast on www.journalism.co.za. You're listening to the Business Buzz right here on VARFM 88.1. We just came from giving you our business wrap with Ken Swettenham. Right now, it's time for us to give you our Buffalo Index. And that's a part of the show where we tell you the state of your 100 rand. And we have uh, our executive producer, Elna Schutz, in studio with us. What's going on? I love this feature. <laughs> because everybody... Ha- Everybody has yeah. a small year now, 100 rand. Yes. After your like paycheck comes in, mm-hmm. after that allowance from the parentals, you 100 rand is something we can work with. Yeah. And last week we were talking about your favorite, Jelly Tots. Jelly Tots. But today. Jelly Tots are life. One day we'll just have the business of jelly tots Mm, A whole hour for you I don't know what we'll talk about (laughs) But we'll make a plan Uh, So today we're going to look at some fashion Okay. Not just because everybody loves talking fashion But because we do have someone in studio later Who knows a lot about fashion It's a fashion theme Yeah, 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 it's a theme So let's look at some t-shirts If you're wanting to just Buy a simple T-shirt. That you know, wears. Dress it up, dress it down, make it simple. It's yeah. just, you know, it's great for everybody. Whether you're going to go to like Jet or Legit, maybe Mr. Price, 100 Rand is exactly right. Yeah. Because most T-shirts right now are at about 99 Rand, yeah. 99 cents. You know they have to throw that bit in there. <laughs> and... 
Yeah. No, no, I was actually going to say I'm from Zimbabwe and I'm telling you, we don't do 99 cent prices. I really don't understand why this thing is done. Are you saying only South Africans would fall for this? No, no, I'm not saying only South Africans because, you know, in in America, they have those 99 cent, uh, those 99 cent shops. But why are we going at 99.99, guys? It's, like? just, <laughs> it's just psychology. It just feels better to pay 99 rand apart from 100, not 100. But around there, if you're buying a T-shirt, mm. that's that's about it. Like maybe 80 bucks, maybe 120 bucks mm. if you really want the nice swoosh. But 100, <laughs> like 100 bucks is going to get you far. Mm. But yeah. that's here. Let's go extravagant yeah. for a second. Let's think big. 100 rand, Madiwa, will get you, get this, 0.00025 of the world's most expensive T-shirt, which retails for 4 million. Seven and sixty-six thousand four hundred and forty-four rand with twenty-three cents, or four hundred thousand US dollars. Did you say four million rand? Yep. For a T-shirt. Just for one. Sure. <laughs> Not even like the T-shirt is attached to a house Should and a yacht. It's just the T-shirt. Should I ask? <laughs> like what makes this thing so expensive? Well, it's made from cotton, yeah. obviously, but it also has a set of 16 diamonds sewn in, summing up to a total of nine carats. I don't know if I would feel safe no. walking around with that mm-hmm. in the streets of Brahm. Like other people going to be like nice diamonds there. I don't know. But you see, that's the thing, right? Unless someone actually knows that you've got those 16 diamonds on your T-shirts, they're just going to look like you know the sparkly things that you have on normal t-shirts you know what i mean i guess that's true so maybe if you're trying to smuggle a lot of money across the yeah. border that's the way you do it mm. you buy by the world's Hell most no. mm. criminal boss <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's let, let me let me look at the other side now so yeah. your cheapest t-shirts in the world are going to retail you for around 19 rand on uh, something like alibaba.com which yeah. is a really cheap online retailer and it's about 1.6 us dollars yeah so 19 rand 19 rand which means about five t-shirts that's yeah. crazy Imagine, yeah, for your hundred bucks. Imagine going to a shop right now and getting an entire T-shirt for twenty rand. If you're spending, if you're spending four million, I think then you might you can wear that Monday and the rest of the week you have to wear <laughs> Alibaba T-shirts because <laughs> that's your only T-shirt now. <laughs> so that was your your Buffalo Index. Thank you so much, uh, Elna, for giving us uh, the Buffalo Index for the week. I'm shook at the at the four million rand for a, a, a T-shirt because that that is just crazy. But I would definitely say if you were to wear a four million rand T-shirt that has sixteen diamonds on it, trust me. As Elna said, you're going to feel very self-conscious, but you will be the only person who knows that there are 16 diamonds on your T-shirt. There's no way that everyone else will see those 16 diamonds. I I, I refuse. Personally, I refuse. But anyway, uh, that's it for today. As you you heard, we are going with a fashion theme uh, because we have have a creative and a bit of a cool kid who's coming in studio uh, just now uh, as our brand new heavy for the month of February 2018. So definitely make sure you keep it locked. On the other side of this, we get into our main topic. More justice on the business bars. 
This is the Business Buzz right here on VOW FM 88.1. Today we are giving you our brand new heavy for the month of, uh, for the month of February. I know that it is the 1st of March, uh, but it is for the month of February. And today we're going to be in studio. Uh, We have uh, um, Pumelelo um, Pumi, uh, Frypan Mfula, who is the founder and director of RHTC uh, Playground. If you are from Bramfontein or you've been in the Bramfontein area, you know this uh, particular young man and you've probably been to the store. If you were in Bramfontein this past weekend, you also probably um, knew about uh, this young man because their store actually had a lot of traffic around it. They had had a queue that was going maybe all the way out of Bramfontein um, earlier earlier on during the weekend. So that's the person that we're going to be highlighting. Remember that you can uh, keep in touch with us right here on VowFM 88.1. On Facebook, we are VowFM or Voice of Vits. And then we also have our own Facebook page. That's The Business Buzz. On uh, WhatsApp, you can catch us at uh, 0840784912. And you can also stream the station live. That's VowFM.co.za. And definitely make sure you also remember that podcasts of The Business Buzz show are available on uh, www.journalism.co.za. Um, well, he's not yet here in studio with us, so we're going to give you a bit of uh, audio uh, because we actually took a trip to his uh, shop earlier in the week uh, to just see what they are about, and the man will be joining us just now. So a little more than a year ago, we, we, we launched the store and it's been going ever since then. And it's, it's a very ex- experimental store because uh, when you come in, what you see is a lot of AstroTurf wood and a very colorful wall, which we play around with every what, third or fourth week of each month. And so what we do, it's this collaborative space. So what happened <laughs> this past Saturday was that Let's Play Outside had a collaboration with Ricky Rick where the Cotton Club record merch dropped and it was accompanied by let's play outside tickets and we had over like over 300 meters long queue yeah i'll show you where the queue was it started from our store with it which is at 70 tutor went down to smith street curved all the way down to the bridge under smith street so that's your way out of brown so we can safely say we went out of brown that queue went out of brown so <laughs> everything sold out everything Everything sold out. Very interesting what happened this past weekend, as you heard. Um, that was Mpumi talking about how this past weekend they had actually a launch uh, for Ricky Rick's new uh, clothing line. And it actually sold out because there were so many people that came for that. And one of the people that we also got to talk to um, at at this particular, at the store, who was also there, is his partner, Talent. And he also just gave us a bit of a roundup of what it's actually like um, to work with Mpumi, what Mpumi is like, what he's about, and what actually drives the young man. Here's what he had to say. My name is Sanza, aka Talent. I am the store manager for RSTC Playground, and I own a local brand called The Unicorns. This this is actually a dry chair, funny enough. So this is a camouflage, and when you look closely, you'll see unicorns. Yo, man, like, I feel like the only way I could describe Bumi would be, like, godly. Like, I feel like 
he's literally like at a space where he's not just only realizing the reality that he has in his head but he's helping everyone around him and he sort of like helped eliminate the word impossible with like a lot of the people within the space it's because because he's he's an age that's closer to us and then everyone else is sort of like within the similar age group and one thing we've noticed is that like once you see someone that's kind of like your age succeed at something that essentially helps you as a person realize that it's actually not that impossible and if he can do it i can i can do it we've been working together ever since the beginning of rstc like i had joined like six to seven months later than when it started and it li- our relationship we literally started as like he was our retailer and was selling our clothes and that was like the most units we've ever moved ever since because it's one thing to like sell it yourself and still be in high school but you have the if you have this homie that could actually sort of like sell everything while you while you're busy with like your school that made it doper because he was able to reach beyond our own reach and then from there i helped him with some visuals because i'm a graphic designer and then we started working on playground and then from playground we put RSTC and Playground together and we made this baby. He's made business more of a relationship than a professional thing. And it's sort of like, if you can, because like essentially one thing he made me realize personally is that like when you're de- dealing with business, you're dealing with people and that makes it like very personal. And it's sort of like a thing of, I'm more likely to go beyond as a person with like the work that I'm doing for you if it's sort of like it feels mutually beneficial and it's literally at a point where like it's so personal that it's like okay cool I see with my expertise I see that okay cool this is lacking I suggest that to him and it's literally just a matter of like he's allowed RSTC to sort of like be a canvas for a lot of artists which essentially helps them get clients in the future and that's literally dope because if we had a position like that and you're not just a client to someone that I have a personal relationship with, like I'd actually be able to go beyond than what you're paying me, if that makes sense. Right now I feel like he's working on his patience. He's very impatient at times. Well for me as one of his partners in the whole team. If everyone is freaking out, I'm the calmest guy. And then that freaks everyone out. And over time it's sort of like a thing that he's sort of like getting into because he's realized that like when you're patient you can actually do things like fast and you could be like able to take some time back and think and then react instead of just react So that was us. We were at uh, we were at Mpumi's shop. We were uh, we were in here in Bromfontein at the shop. As you heard, first we heard the story of how this weekend um, it seems that there was a bit of a sellout that happened uh, because so many people came through to the shop. And then uh, on the other side of that, we heard from his partner Talent, uh, who was also just talking about uh, how it is to work uh, with Mpumi. And right now we actually have Mpumi in studio with us. How are you, Frakan? 
Amoa, how about you? <laughs> well, which name do you prefer? Um, Frappen is cool, man. Let's roll with that. Okay, okay, cool. Let, 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 let's do this. Now, Destiny Man, right, has actually called you the curator of cool. So do you consider yourself to be a cool kid? I've, I've gotten a lot of tags, you know, and I, I accept them, um, especially when they're within context, you know. But, I mean, essentially, um, what, what I'm about is like, I'm just, I'm just like every other kid, I don't know if I can consider myself a kid anymore, <laughs> but I'm just like every other young person who who wants who who, who wants to pursue their goals mm. and their dreams and figured out that you know the best network they have is their friends. So whichever whichever tag comes with within that context works for me. Yeah, we we do curate cool yeah. with 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 all my you know my connects. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So now let's let's just bring it all the way back cool. and then just start with who is Frypan first. And that name, I really like that name. Like where did it come from? Because that's an unusual name, you know. People tend to go for these sort of slick sounding names and all of that yeah. stuff. So where where did where did the name come from and you know what are the what are the origins? Okay, cool. Do you want the PR story or the real story? Uh, the real one of course. I right, cool. I right, cool. You ask for it, I'm taking you there. Yeah. I right, cool. So um I was born in nineteen ninety. Yeah. Um the brink of, you know, um democracy. That's when, you know, negotiations started. But with that my, my mother was a political activist and was in Tanzania and I was born in a prison. Really? In a holding cell, yeah. Hence the the pen. See the pen is for penitentiary. Right? And uh, the fry is just a twist of words by uh-huh. my cousins at a later stage. Okay. So that's it. And you see, the mm. room goes quiet. Mm. I asked you guys to know the real story, <laughs> the PL story. I always get this reaction. Uh, how, how, how many times have you told that story? A lot of times because this is the PR story, not the real story. <laughs> I just message you guys. Same reaction all the time. Love it. <laughs> But yeah, no, yeah. Real story is I'm from the East Rand. Frypan is how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, it means Friday. You know, like fry pan. You know, the hood is always twisting words, man. It's like yeah. frypan. You know, I just put it up on Facebook. It was just a just a name. It was not supposed to go this far. I put it up on Facebook and people loved it and a lot of people don't even know my real name today. They just mm. know that name. But it's cool. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And continuing with the names, um, you've got your RHTC Return Home to Create. That's it. Um, it's a very, how can I put it? It's like, uh, apart from it being unique as an identifier, it also sounds like a call to action in a way mm-hmm. so how did you you know come up with that one was it a call to action or was it sort of like a random coming together of words honestly i i wish i could have a direct answer for that you know yeah. and i give a lot of answers uh to that but because a lot of things really um informed why i named it firstly it sounds nice rhtc it's got a nice ring to it it's like rotc yeah right and i heard that from kendrick lamar's uh <laughs> album mixtapes you An know urban um, poet. rotc right on time conscious that's what he said you know what i mean i used to listen to a lot of him a lot of his music at that time but i studied political science and I started the store right after, you know, right after that. I studied here at Vits, by the way. Yeah. And um, uh, there was that political consciousness that came with, you know, my decision to go into entrepreneurship and my approach to it with local brands. And I don't know at what instance I came up with this. 
I can't say, but that was that was my thing. It was like after I graduated, I knew I needed to be a part of something big, but I didn't want to go for formal politics because that's not the politics of the youth. The politics of the youth is on the ground. Mm. So what we do is the cool things, the things we talk about in street corners, that's our politics, hip hop per se. You know what I mean? So I was like, yo, returning home to create, I'm going to take my friends and we're going to return and we're going to create. It's still part of the journey. This is the first stage. There's a bigger project in our hearts and our heads. Mm. Yeah. And one of the things that you are quite uh, proud of um, in, there was a TED talk that you gave uh, about two years ago, I think. And uh, one of the things that you're proud of is the fact that you are from the township, right? Yeah. How has that influenced your approach to business and also to creativity? Because you know how it is, um, I think... I speak for a lot of black people when we say that creative, creative arts and creative talents aren't something that's, uh, that tends to be encouraged yep. um, a, a lot of the cases. So how has your up- upbringing actually influenced that in your life? I mean, I, I had the privilege of um, living in the township space, schooling in town, going to varsity in the city. Yeah. So what you see is, one, you're in a space whereby people get by. And when you go to town and you get back, it's like, okay, cool, it's a little bit different. Then you go to varsity and you learn about the world through other people who are from different parts of the world. And you go back to your hood and you're like, how do we survive this? Yeah. It's just a miracle, but you understand that every uh, everything we do is very artistic. I mean, I'll give you a, a clear example where... There's people who are born into into families where nobody works and they grow to be grown adults without anybody there working. How mm. did they do that? There must be something to it. And that's an artistic uh, way of, of living. And how do you go about it? People didn't commit crime in your family. How did you go about it? But when you dissect it, you actually understand that people approach surviving in a creative alternative manner. Mm. And that's how we survived. And there's something to it. You can't let it go. The aspiration can be getting out of the hood. There's a model to that. And it's far more sophisticated than any other model that's there. How do we grow it? How do we develop it? And how we develop it is as a young professional, whether you're an accountant, whether you're in the BAs, whether you're in humanities, whether you're in commerce or medical, you integrate a model that you grew up with and you integrate it into these structures and that model will make sense to the mass who are in the township or the rural space mm. and that's how you find african innovation Afri- innovation that makes sense to the african child so when we then when people were talking about um uh the the what's what on fees must fall the the whole thing was about uh the um, decolonization yeah one of the examples was made is like how do you not teach an african child body parts in his own language because when he goes back home he has to explain what's wrong to an elderly woman Mm. through English there's a disconnect but if you communicate it in their language they understand it far better than anything else and those are the mass those are the people you need to cater to Mm. so you know there's so much that we need to learn within how we survived and for me I used all those models and it's taken my business from the online space to a physical space and now a festival. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And this is just the first season. I, I consider this the first season of our business. And all of it has been working with models and a way of life that we grew up um, with. Mm. And that's that's just my approach to entrepreneurship. Mm. And in terms of the entrepreneurial space, because I feel like being an entrepreneur takes a certain level of creativity because you need to create a business. Yeah. And you uh, say that you are an entrepreneur, you're a videographer, uh, you also do um, furniture. So in terms of uh, creativity, it's very easy to ask which one is your favorite. But what I want to know is why have you chosen those particular avenues? Because you could have been, you know, a graphic designer, you could have been a graphic designer, you could have been doing drawing, could have been dancing, could have been acting, you know what I mean? Yeah. So why those particular avenues to express yourself creatively? I mean, I've done more, yeah. you know, I've done TV, I'm doing TV right now, I'm mm. going to do radio too, yeah. soon. And the idea is this, um, the basic understanding of a business is that you're solving a problem, Yeah. right? So when you, when you have a business and you are in um, the project of solving a problem, you're going to be faced with other problems. So what you have to do is find some other people to pay to solve those problems so that you can make more money with solving your initial problem. Yeah. Right. So within our ecosystem, we find that there are very little to none problem solvers within our sector, especially that address the problems that are faced by young black people or young black people within entrepreneurship. And the first one was that, yes, we wanted a store, but we couldn't afford a brick and mortar store. Mm. So what do we do? We go to markets. We get to markets, we get trestle tables. It's boring for someone who's young and very imaginative. So make your own furniture. Mm. You do it, other people want it. That's a problem solved. You do it more. You do more of it. You know what I mean? So within our journey, we, we've we discovered things that we would think could be more imaginative and we do it for ourselves and other people tend to like them. Then what do we do? We cater to them too. Mm. It's, it's very taxing, yeah. but it's very important for us to start so that we spark imagination and the possibility with other young black people to do it. And those problems could be solved by them and we create an ecosystem around us i'd love not to do as much as i do <laughs> to be honest with you i'd like some free time yeah. if i could but it's very it's very important for us to show that you know there's a possibility that this i mean one simple one is that we were the first black young black tenants in 70 Jutta street and ever since then we've seen a couple of our friends come in it's just a matter of opening up people to the possibilities mm. Yeah, You alluded um, earlier on to the fact that you've gone from an online space uh, to a physical space and now you're talking about a festival, yeah. right? And you've got the Let's Play Outside Festival, uh, which was a success in 2017. Looking to 2018, what are you looking to grow on? What, where do you want it to go? Like, how far do you want it to go? Because it was, uh, like I said, it was a success. Yeah. So, obviously, they say you want it to be a success. What, what are you measuring it against? Like, what are the things that you're like, if we can improve on this A, B, C, and D, if we grow there and here, then we've outdid ourselves from 2017. Cool. Um, I mean, the festival is, 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 is the, the context of the festival is that it's not just another musical festival yeah. or a, a, a entertainment project. What it is, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a space where young local entrepreneurship has to be embraced. Mm. 
and celebrated and invested in. Mm. So, you know, we have 40 local brands who will be retailing and exhibiting their products. Mm. Um, three three uh, workshops within context where, you know, people who have been in the industry have to share their knowledge with those who are on the come up exhibitions to celebrate what we have so we have visual artists who capture the moments like what happened on saturday mm. uh, i guess we'll go into that more and then we have 20 local musicians on stage everything is based on a local context mm. so that's the significance and seeing these industry this industry of um this local industry grow every year is our mission yeah. so the quality of presentation has to grow from the product to how we curate the entire festival itself mm. the level of investment must grow from a private and public sector so we direct with that we're reaching out to them constantly yeah. and what happened on saturday is a display of the need for this to grow mm. not by us but by people on the ground we just facilitate the process so the entire industry needs to grow not only with the festival but in between all these festivals we need to have more stores not necessarily owned by us but we need to have more stores that are owned by young local entrepreneurs we need to have an, an ecosystem where production is in the hands of young people mm -hmm. distribution is in the hands of young people retailing is in the hands the marketing there is potential because why we have graduates who are qualified to do that every year they're graduating they yeah. just need support and we're just showing everybody that we are here waving our hands and if someone is there to genuinely support us to take it on a national and an international level we more that we welcome that we're in studio right here with uh, the founder and director of RH, uh, RHTC and we are talking about creativity and we are having our first brand new heavy for the year of 2018 on the other side of this we're going to be you know just touching a bit more about the actual business maybe we, we can touch a bit more about what happened on Saturday yep. and then we'll also get to know what actually drives our man here in studio keep it locked this is the business buzz you're tuned in to the business buzz we're in studio with Mpumelelo Frypen Fuller, who is the founder and director of RHTC Return Home to Create. He is telling us about his journey, what what motivates him, and the vision that he has for his business. He is our first brand new heavy for the year of 2018, and we're happy to be with him in studio for show. At the start of this show, we played you a clip from when we went uh, to his store the other day, and he was relating the story of how uh, stock ran out this past weekend because Ricky Rick came through and was launching uh, his uh, clothing brand there and he had a queue, he said 300 meters uh, that was going out of Bramfontein. Just relate to us that experience. Did you expect that it was going to be that crazy? Uh, firstly. Secondly, for people that go into your shop right now, it's a bit empty. When can they expect things to be on the shelves again? Okay, cool. I keep I keep on being corrected by 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 uh, by, by the by the guys I work with. Yeah, I said three hundred, and some people are like, "Yo, it was like four to five hundred because <laughs> it went down that bridge. You know that bridge by Smith Street, mm. like when you're heading out of Brown. That's I heard it's rumored that it went all that the way down there. Uh, okay, like straight out of Brown. 
So we're quite pleased with that. So um, the question was, what happened there? Yeah. So, I mean, we had, we had a conversation a while back with Ricky Rico and his project um, called the Cotton Club Records, which is a record label that is there to help young people in music penetrate the industry on a commercial level. Yeah. Pretty similar to what we do because we, uh, we help young entrepreneurs mm. get access into market within streetwear. Mm. And that's what we do. So both brands have, you know, that shared philosophy and we're like, okay, cool, let's do this. And you have the pool, we have the infrastructure, we have the team, and we, we definitely have that community because we've been doing all these activations, including the festival, we've pulled hundreds of, of people. Yeah. So we clearly have the same capability. So if we come together and collaborate, we can do something big. Do we expect this? We did, but not to this extent. <laughs> not to this extent. Yeah. I was just there and I was just amazed. Yeah. I didn't do anything because I was just, I don't know. That was history because what that was in essence was that was the longest queue up for a local brand in Africa recorded. Let me just say that recorded. Yeah. Right. That was so that was that was that was history being made at that point. And there's never been a queue up for any brand, even international brand that long. Yeezy think hold held the record and it was like a young fifty meters, you know, he tried. Mm-hmm. But you know <laughs> we did it. We really did it. And this if anything, this just shows that there's a shift. There's a shift in consumer trend, especially in spaces such as Bram. Yeah. Where a line, a queue up the last queue up that happened was two years ago for the easy drops. And now it's for local brands. So there's a definite shift in perspective on and how people view how they consume streetwear yep. or pop culture as a whole. And you know, what we want to do is continue the culture using the formula we, we had. Because this is very important because now we're giving access to 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 a lot more other people where power within consumption and pop and pop culture doesn't lie within s- these international brands and these small communities yeah. it's with the people because the same people who are buying these clothes are the same people who will be producing and offering them tomorrow so one of the questions that i think a lot of our listeners might be curious to hear about is how do you actually choose which brands actually go in your shop? Because I'm sure you have a lot of uh, different people that come up to you wanting to have their merchandise being carried by your shop um, that want to join in the festivals and all of that stuff. Yeah. So is it, and for example, the festival, you said you're doing 40 different brands. Have those brands already been pre-chosen or yeah. is it an open call to anybody and you have 40 brands so far? Like how is how does that work? And, you know, how can people actually, if they want to do business with you, you know, go about it? Okay, cool. Um, the process is simple. To get your, your brand in store is that all you have to do is if you are within the Gauteng region and you can come to Bram feel free to come to our store and bring you latest samples yeah why we want to see samples because there's other factors such as beyond aesthetic there's factors such as the quality yeah right and we're not there to you know dismiss you if you don't you don't <laughs> you don't you don't meet the quality standards but we're there to help you because we've got a network of CMTs CMTs are people that produce um they produce uh, a gear for you. Yeah. When you come with your designs, they cut and sew it for okay. you. Uh, printers and suppliers of t-shirts and caps. We have that. So we help you get 
the quality that needs to be met mm. at the store and that's respect respectable enough for people to consume you know um if you're not within the geography you can email us at info at rhccstore.com info at store, and we'll take it from there so we have like you know our doors always open on the online space and on the physical space as well um for the festival if you go to the rhtc website it's rhtconline.com yeah um there's a tab there's a tab uh, and it's titled Let's Play Outside And there there's a post where you can apply So it's a simple Google form Where you can just apply All you have to do is the same process Give us basic details Your high-res logo of your of uh, A high-res picture of your logo and, mm-hmm. and images of your Of your of your ways as well The mm-hmm. reason why we had the festival Is because the store is not big enough To cater for the demand so we just had to create a platform where we have 40 or more. We never know, depending on the applications. So that's it. So all you have to do is apply there. And doesn't matter where you're from. At the festival, we supply the space and the stall for you just to make sure that your presentation meets the quality standards that, you know, is expected from any festival. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you, you're hearing the philosophy right there. And we now hear how you can actually do business if you want to be you know, carried by the RHTC store. On the other side of it, we're going to take a very quick break. And then on the other side of this, we end off our conversation with our brand new heavy. We have Friday in the building. Yeah, yeah. Mob Justice on the Business Bars. We're in studio with um, Pumim Fula, who is the director and founder of RHTC. And we've been talking to him. We've heard about how the how the journey began, how the business began, and how he has been using uh, problem solving as a way to create the various businesses that he has at the moment. But we only have time for one question, uh, which we tend to give to everybody. But I'm going to couple it uh, with the question that came in on social media on our Twitter. We have uh, Takichi Porter who asked, if you could go back uh, to your childhood and see your young self what would you tell him or advise him about the future and in answering that question i also want you to answer what do you want your legacy to be okay cool um yo turkey shout out turkey i know i know <laughs> the dude okay um yo I, I i actually don't know i don't have an exact answer for that but for me it's like to believe more in myself yeah to believe more in myself but at, at, at the same time that would mess up the journey of actually understanding why I should believe more in myself, you know? So it's okay. Whatever I went through, it's okay. Whatever advice I didn't get or did get, it's okay. It got me to where I am and I'm happy about that. And legacy, yeah. I just think of my favorite Jay-Z track. Legacy, uh. legacy, legacy. I, I like that track. <laughs> and that, that, that also encapsulates what I, I'd like my legacy to be. Um, firstly, I'd like my legacy to be based on just starting. Whatever you have, wherever you are, just start. If you have an idea, just start. It's as simple as that. I preach this all the time. Mm. Start with what you have. That's yeah. where the magic is. Yeah. You know? And lastly, tying it back to that song, everything we do as as African entrepreneurs needs to go back to the the need and what it means to be an African entrepreneur and that's to better your community. And there's nothing more ambitious than that. Mm. 
if you want to cater for yourself or your immediate family, then my dude, you lack ambition. You know, you don't, you, you haven't tested what you can do. And I think we can change a lot of communities for the better and not by controlling them, by, by listening more, by interacting more, learning more and never stop learning while contributing. So that's the thing. I, 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 I it starts and don't, don't have a, uh, 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 how can I say, don't have limits to yeah. ambitions. Yeah. We need to, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right, cool. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, we've come to the end of the show. Uh, thank you so much. We were here in studio with Mpumelelo Frypan Mfula, who is uh, the founder and director of RHTC. That's Return Home to Create. Definitely make sure you go and you visit their shop right here in Bramfontein. Um, at the moment, you might not get anything, but you can go have a conversation with him. We actually, got, we actually got muffins today. <laughs> Real talk. Real talk. Come there through and go. have some muffins. Come, come through and have some muffins. Uh, thank you so much to him as you heard from a legacy point of view it's all about how you can impact your community and the advice coming from him is you just need to start whatever it is that you're doing you just need to start i'm also going to quote a famous urban poet uh <laughs> sean jay-z carter <laughs> and he has a song called the forever young and he talks about how a person can be immortal using their legacy and i feel like with the impact that this particular young man is making his name can always be forever young because of the impact that he's made you heard from his partner um, we heard from his partner who spoke about how he makes all his business relationships uh, personal and we really enjoy that about him thank you so much to everyone who was listening to the show as you heard this was our first brand new heavy for the month of uh, for the year sorry of 2018 definitely make sure you look out for our next one coming up at the end of March uh, you can find us on social media that's Val FM Voice of Vits. Uh, we also have our own Facebook page. That's The Business Buzz. On Twitter, we're at Val FM, our business, and you can find us. We have our hashtag. That's hashtag Business Buzz. WhatsApp, that's 0840784912. And you can also stream us live on valfm.co.za. A. You can also find podcasts of The Business Buzz Show on journalism.co.za and definitely make sure you keep it locked because on the other side of this, uh, we have Life Beats with Diema and Wongi following straight after The Business Buzz. Thank you to our amazing team of executive producer, that's Miss Elna Schutz, and our technical production is done by Kotluano Serame. From myself, Mudio Mob, Justice Kavasa, and the rest of the team, it's good evening and take care. More justice on the business bars. Listen to the business bars every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. only on VowFM. Listen to the business bars podcast on www.journalism.co.za.